All right, friends, we're back. Your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 615. We are recording on April the 11th. And as you can see on your screen, the lovely Aubriana is back from vacation. How are you? I am good. I am, um, you know, I was rested until Monday. And um, yeah, it was just nice to have a change of scenery and it's supposed to be like 80 here in New York this weekend. So I came back in good timing. <laughs> How are you doing? How was last week um, without me? <laughs> I, I mean, we missed you, but it was, uh, it was good. It was, um, yeah, we, we had, we had a good week and Rob did a, a great job filling in. Um, of course he did. And uh, we're going to, tr- you know, we're going to try and make that more regular. I think he'd like it to be a little more regular now too. So that's good. Like maybe the three of us just do it. Um, So that'll be fun. Um, Yeah. And it's uh, super nice in Toronto this week. It's like 25 Celsius today and for the rest of the week in sunshine. So it's like, yeah, like high seventies, low eighties. So can't complain. And today's the uh, home opener for the Blue Jays. They've been on the road for the first 10 games. So they're finally home. Okay. Um, well, I actually have been like watching more baseball. That was one of my, that's, that's like the silly new year's resolution I had was to watch more baseball this season. I feel like I just missed a lot of it last season with, you know, getting settled into a new place and busy. And so now I've been, been on it. So we'll see how they do, huh? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, they're, they came home six and four. So (laughs) are you going to the game? I'm not going today. I'm there on Thursday. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah. I'll be there on Thursday. So (laughs) taking our guests, uh, from Japan, uh, to the game on Thursday. All right. Yes. Well, Japanese know some baseball too. They do. They know a lot about baseball. So world baseball classic champions, right? Yeah. There you go. So that was quite the matchup though. I have to say just one last baseball comment, like that final, like, (laughs) Otani versus Trout like that was something I know it was crazy yeah. so we should we need to have like another podcast it's like just about baseball we are the guests that we can get on that though that's the <laughs> so, uh, we might be able to finagle something <laughs> I think we can make it happen all right well let's jump jump into our show as uh, usual let you kick it off with our first story okay so Blackbird Labs uh, is a is a small kind of more startup company out of Boston, and they are focused on hospitality technology. They have a platform that connects restaurants with their customers directly, and I would say it's kind of focused on a new play on loyalty, right? So they want to partner with some of the world's best restaurants and then bring like these customer relationships to life, and they say they use cutting edge software to do that. So. They um, are working with a restaurant here in New York um, in Williamsburg, um, which is Brooklyn. So this this restaurant's called Gertie, and they opened in 2019. Somehow, like maintained staying open through the pandemic, and now they're using Blackbird to introduce this like um, friends and family program, a new loyalty program. So here's some examples, right? You know, you you come and you visit one time to the restaurant and then you're like, okay, there, you know, one check-in or whatever is now you're you're a friend. And then after like 10, you know, visits or so, or you're a neighbor, then you're a friend and then you're family. So you get different like rewards as you visit more often, which is pretty cool. So 
Um, maybe they said like a free cookie after your first tap. And then, you know, after your second or so coffee might be on the house. Um, so then you get all these different freebies and then you get personalized things. So you might get like a personalized coffee mug that's always at the shop waiting for your arrival. Um, and I think this is cool. Like I, I like this story because restaurants and loyalty have a really hard time. I think there's just, it's hard to do that if you're not maybe like fast food, you know, I think Chick-fil-A, for example, kills it, right? It's easy. But when you think about more of a diner style or a restaurant or a sit down, there's probably a lot of restaurants that most of us frequent, right? Like it's our neighborhood place or we go there once a week. It's our family place. But do we have any type of reward system for visiting there or any type of, um, you know, feeling more like a family place where you go and visit and they know what you order and your regulars? It's like that's few and far between. So I like this idea of using software to connect that and make it possible. And I think that there's an opportunity here for a lot of restaurants to, to follow suit and see what Gertie did. And I just want to go visit something called Gertie because it's named after, I think, the owner's grandmother and like the logo's her face. So I don't want to just go eat there now. Yeah, I, I really like this story. I'm really excited about it. I love the nostalgia, you know, the, you know, the, the grandmother reference that's brought in here, um, the imagery of that, I think it harkens back to, you know, a simpler time where, you know, proprietors knew their customers, you know, personally, and there's this sort of very one-to-one -one relationship and, you know, sort of very neighborhoody, right? And, and I think that's kind of what they're going for here as well is this idea of neighborhood and community and these different levels of, you know, your first time, uh, customer or you know this is your second time there and there's kind of these these different levels so like that first time where you're a friend and the second you know after 10 visits your family and so on so i i love that i i think it's it's really well thought out i think you know that they're using nfts to power how these rewards are delivered and kind of your status obviously is you know a modern you know sort of approach to on the technology delivery side of this um They've talked about, you know, a future state where they'll have like loyalty stamps or power ups, they're calling them um, kind of like maybe like a little bit like the old kind of Foursquare Gowalla type of models of, of you know, check ins and, and stamps and things like that. Um, so I like it. I think they're combining a lot of interesting elements, a lot of, um, you know, sort of community focus. And, and, and I think, you know, this could be, you know, something fairly successful as a as a loyalty approach. I, I think it makes sense, especially for, you know, local restaurants and, and businesses like this. Um, you know, I'd be interested to hear what, you know, our friend Rob Woodbridge would say, because, you know, he's in a local uh, delivery business, but it's very much focused on businesses like this, um, where they're doing the, the delivery piece of it. Um, you know, but how a loyalty program maybe layers on top of something like that. So I think there's, there's a lot that can happen with this, but uh, yeah. I really like it. I think it's interesting. And I love the name too, Gertie. I mean, <laughs> So, um, all right, uh, moving on to our second story now. So there's a location-based audio entertainment app out there called uh, Ashio Audio. Um, I'm not sure how they're pronouncing it. Uh, I'm going to go with audio. A-U-T-I-O is how it's spelled. Uh, it used to be uh, formerly known as Hear Hear. Um, and uh, one of the co-founders of the company is Kevin Costner, the actor. 
Um, and uh, so they've just uh, raised $5.9 million. This is a second seed round uh, with new terms. Uh, the funding was led by iHeartMedia, which is also, I think, very interesting uh, when you see a major player like iHeart get into this. So the way the app works is it uses GPS uh, to narrate stories um, that are location-based, that landmarks, cities, towns, uh, and so on. And the idea or the aim of it is to um, you know, foster these sort of deeper connections or understandings of the places that we're visiting. So obviously it's not, you know, brand new concept. We've talked about other uh, location-based audio uh, apps before. Uh, on the show, we've talked about uh, music uh, and bands, you know, like I remember on the show many years ago, we covered a band called Blue Brain uh, that had recorded music, uh, you know, at Central Park or, or, or different places. Uh, but you could only consume or listen to the album that they recorded when you were physically in the park. Um, so it was triggered, you know, based on your on your GPS or your location. So this is very similar uh, to that, but it's focused on telling the stories of, of places. It could be historical, uh, you know, monuments or, or battlefields or landmarks or, you know, different kinds of things like that. So I think it's very interesting. Besides Kevin Costner, uh, the other uh, founders are Woody uh, Sears and Bill Whirlin. Um, so it's been around since 2020, uh, they have over 1500 location-based stories, uh, sorry, they started with, uh, uh 1500 location-based stories. It's over 10,000 now. Um, they have about 230 registered users, uh, on the app across the U S it's currently only iOS, uh, but apparently they're in testing right now with an Android version. Um, so I guess, I assume that's part of the funding is to promote that out, uh, uh further, um, and um, most of the stories themselves, the audio stories are narrated by Kevin Costner or other actors like John Lithgow or Phil Jackson and folks like that. So uh, I think it's super interesting. Um, and uh, with a free account, you can get five stories and then they have paid accounts that cost $36 a year with unlimited access to the stories. So um, yeah, any thoughts on this, Aubriana? No, I like this. I think we've heard a lot of these like I don't know, almost think of them as like audio tour guides. You go into a place and you can get this tour. But I think this is more unique, right? Where you can have certain stories and access them like in the context in which they want to be consumed. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And it's artistic. And maybe there's one at the Field of Dreams, you know, Kevin maybe Costner. There, is. <laughs> right? there you go. Back to baseball. Baseball's, yet to again, it baseball's back on our show. <laughs> like it's, it, it never leaves, really. So there you go. All right. Um, okay, well, let's go to Australia for this next story. And J Cards has launched this um, time tracking app that's really designed for, I would say, mobile workforces, right? So companies think of companies like in the construction or trade industry or other workforces that are like on the go, operating in multiple locations. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a cable and internet provider or something like that. So JCards now has this um, workers clock in and clock out time cards in essence within an app and it helps with time management. So really uh, the app allows their employees to log their time within you know just a couple of clicks. And then they can also follow the employees movements with GPS. So just you know being sure that they can generate these detailed reports. Maybe it's like how many customers are they servicing or um, you know how many sites are they visiting perhaps. So they would include time and attendance tracking and then deliver the, those insights and that information and data to payroll. 
where typically maybe those things would be running in siloed, you know, forms and separate. So um, all the payroll professionals can use tools like they have uh, biometric identity verification, geotracking to help uh, the, the managers better manage their employees' times. Um, and then they can have that collaboration with uh, the payroll providers as well. So, you know, I think this is really cool because it kind of makes me think of what a lot of us use who are behind a computer all day, like a Monday or a Trello or a Road Monk or something like that, where we're tracking our tasks and, um, you know, the progress that we're making perhaps on projects or anything like that, or like where we can go in and see what our teams are doing, right? Um, and their progress on certain um, commercialization efforts, you know, in the tech <laughs> industry. And this is really made for a different workforce. So I think that this is really interesting. And we've heard of a lot of these tracking efforts before, but I like that they're calling out how they connect this to payroll specifically, um, you know, and, and being able to help with better time management or, you know, maybe even looking at productivity across teams and, and how they can maybe reward employees for that. I'm sure there's a lot of different implications here that can come out of it. So I think this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's super um, functional, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, mobile workforces out there in different industries. Um, you know, like, you know, e even from from the restaurant perspective, right? We were talking about earlier, right? I mean, we know how challenging that industry segment is right now in terms of just finding workers. You know, uh, coming off of COVID, there's so many vacancies. They, you know, uh, in retail and restaurants and, and and all these places. And I think you know, even just you know, managing people filling shifts or broadcasting messages out based on geography uh, or, or things like that, you know, to, you know, a, you know, find people and then track where they are and keep track of that and then tie that back to payroll. I think that's, you know, an absolute necessity, right? And then when you, when you talk about site-based um, mobile workforces, be it construction or, or things like that, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity uh, in this space. So, uh, you know, for me, the the big wins here are, you know, the the biometric pieces, the geo tracking components of that in terms of identifying employees and knowing where those employees are, and then the fact that it's it's tied back to to payroll um, providers, and you know, you can automatically sync that up with you know what's going on there. I think that's super interesting. I mean, in my space, like even with my startup, like we're a tech company and we have a lot of developers, you know, some that are, you know, on staff, some that are part-time or, or, you know, that, you know, we're using, you know, uh, offsite, but just having those people linked in and having their, you know, their timesheets, so to speak, tied to tasks and all those kinds of things is really important. And, and not just for our own accounting records, but I find even like here in Canada, we have like these government tax credits and all these kinds of things that, you know, on R&D work. And so when we're doing that kind of stuff, like part of, you know, fulfilling the requirements for the government is we have to show all those time logs. We have to show what people worked on, which projects, which tasks, like all of that in great detail, um, or or we don't get get the 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 funding back. So it's it's really important to have these kind of detailed logs in 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 those kinds of um, you know uh, remote workforces. So I like it. Awesome. Okay, last story. Uh, so we're going to jump over to the digital out of home, digital signage world now. So there's a company out there called Numbat. Uh, and they're an EV electric uh, vehicle charging network, uh, and they partner with Broadsign, who we know very well in the out-of-home space. Um, and I think, 
this story is, you know, I, I don't, there's not a lot of innovation in this story to talk about, but really the story here is, is that, you know, it's just another, um, you know, sort of uh, domino in, in this whole sort of uh, sphere of electric vehicle uh, growth and the networks, the charging networks that are happening. I know Walmart just announced, you know, they're adding electric vehicle charging, you know, to all of their stores in the US, 7-Eleven's doing that, like these networks are getting built. And as these networks get built, um, I think one of the things that becomes really important with that is, is you know, the monetization opportunities. And so you're sitting there, your car is, you know, uh, at a standstill while it's being charged. And, you know, like when you go to the gas station and we have gas station TV here, you have, you know, for a longer period of time, an opportunity to market and promote something to people on a digital signage network that's embedded in the charging um, you know, uh, technology um, itself. So I think that's, you know, a great opportunity. And we're seeing not just Broadsign, but others, including uh, Samsung, Palmer Digital, others are all jumping into this space and kind of getting involved in it. So I think it makes sense. I think we're, you know, we're riding this big, you know, EV revolution uh, wave right now. Um, and it's great to see guys like Broadsign and, and Numbat uh, partnering up on, on things like this. This is, by the way, in Europe is where uh, Numbat is, uh, is operating their network. I think one of the things for me, that um, not, not specific to this story, but to the general phenomenon of the combination of digital out-of-home and EV charging networks is the um, location or data analytics opportunity. I, I can tell you with, you know, with, with my company, uh, we've been talking to one of the EV charging network companies here in Canada, and um, you know they have digital signage, they have you know uh, brands advertising on those screens. But being able to then measure the uh, the ROI on that uh, advertising, I think, is really interesting. So you know if they're running ads for, I'm just making this up, McDonald's, you know while you're charging your car you know, do you actually have data that then says that, you know, the person or that car, um, you know, and the person that's driving that car then went to a McDonald's in the next week or month or what have you, um, can you actually tie that back? And I think, you know, those things become really interesting to have that kind of marketing analytics. So that's some of the work that, you know, we're doing here in Canada, um, you know, with, with folks. Um, but I think that, you know, all of these digital signage operators need to be you know, thinking that way in terms of, you know, providing a, you know, some mechanism for, for measurement of the performance of the, uh, the ads that are running on the network. Yeah. I, I think that like, we're seeing this trend, whether it's like the retail media networks or, yeah. you know, these digital out of home companies that are starting to like, try to just, you know, ignite more opportunities for advertising and in existing real estate space, if you will. And I think the winners that we'll see longer term will be those that can stitch it together, right? With other data, with other exposure points yeah. um, across the same audience, right? And being able to kind of make those multiple touch points instead of it just being like one-offs. And so, I mean, I'm kind of like throwing this out there, but I predict at some point we'll see some consolidation across all of these networks. Um, and there'll be some some clear winners, but I think it's interesting just to pay attention to these ones that are popping up. We will check back on that, Aubriana, when it's our prediction show in December. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See what's happening. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, if you're in Europe, check that out. Numbat and uh, Broadsign are working on a digital out-of-home signage network on EV charging. So that's it. That's our four stories for this week.
You've been listening and watching episode number 615 of Location Weekly. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you have story ideas, reach out to us. If you have feedback, we want that too. Uh, and we'll see you next week for another show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.